The following podcast is for entertainment purposes only. We are not anywhere near as experienced as a real financial advisor, so none of our advice should be taken as real serious financial advice. In all seriousness, please do your due diligence before investing in any sort of financial product and enjoy the show. Welcome back to the Magnitude Podcast, the show in which we talk about stocks, politics, tech news, and really just anything we'd like to shoot the shit about. And I hope you enjoy. I like when I say I'm ready to go, and then you get to two, and then it's like, oh shit, I need to get over the record button. <laughs> That's why I asked. I know. <laughs> yeah, me too. How have you guys been? Whether it's your week or the day. Living life, getting through life. Busy as heck. Yep. Yeah. Just, uh, how many weeks left until uh, 2022? Can we just fast forward through this part? Can we just fast forward through the first half of this year is really the thing. Can we just fast forward through, like, the next 20 years? That'd be nice. Uh, no, I want to keep some of those years. Oh. All right. How about we fast forward every other year? So we'll fast forward through this one and then... No, no. Have you, have you seen Click? I don't want, I don't want that to happen to me. <laughs> I want to just fast forward through COVID. I want to fast forward until the next time I have a needle in my arm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. <laughs> fast forward into a shallow ditch. Is referring to the vaccine. Oh, okay. What did you think I meant? Drugs. Wow. No! Oh, I was like, alright, well, Chris, whatever whatever you're looking to on the way back, I suppose. (laughs) There's one thing quarantine (laughs) has taught me, it's not to judge too harshly. I mean, fair, valid, but also, no, god no. Oh, okay. Damn. No, I'm just looking forward to getting the vaccine so life can go back to normal. Yeah, I thought you were just talking a random injection. The other thing I thought you were talking was, like, you being super old, like, on your deathbed, just, like, getting shit through an IV. I'm like, yeah, the eternal sleep. I feel that. Oh, that's such a mood. Yeah. That's such a different mood, though. (laughs) So, did anybody make any purchases, transactions this week? Ah, are you asking if any of us made an impulse buy? (laughs) Great question. No, impulsive decisions are very reckless with your finances, Tamar. Don't you know that? I do, and that's why I do them often. (laughs) Yes. That's why I do them with conviction. All right. Wait, we should change the segment to conviction buys instead of impulse buys. (laughs) Yes, because we're always so sure of ourselves. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I bought bought two stocks. I bought Nano Dimension. I bought... Uh, IPOE, which is set to merge with SoFi. Well, I bought more IPOE. Um, currently hovering at something like 91 shares at a real good like $18 average. And the other thing is Nano Dimension, uh, which uh, is this cool 3D printing company that prints with different materials and can print circuits like in 3D, which is really cool. Like, if you had, like, a curved, I don't know, body panel on a car, you could print a circuit on it to, let's say, um, measure stress, you know, via resistance measurement or something, right? And then that's really cool, because you can, like, tell exactly what part of a car gets, you know, uh, affected if you're in an accident, for example. Like, it's, I, I think it's really cool tech. Yeah, that's cool. Yeah. Yeah, because you get to know the, the weak points of the materials. Yeah, and you can measure them. Yeah, the most likely fail points. That's really, That'll be really good for quality assurance. And also preventative stuff, too. Oh, yeah, yeah. I've actually seen a company with similar stuff um, 
in that sort of um you know material and structure 3d printing tracking basically okay. yeah. yeah oh and i mean the other thing is that kathy wood bought this so it's like well can't go against aunt kathy <laughs> here so that's what we're mm-hmm. doing <laughs> follow where the wind blows yep all right i myself did not make an impulse transaction but i did make i guess i just set up an impulse limit order not really impulsive but i just had a limit order for a corsair so that on so that when it reaches say i set it for 60 i could like end up changing it for like 55 if you know when the time comes i see the patterns be different but yeah just setting it for 60 to sell like a third of my shares to lock in some of the profit and yeah i think that's like where my comfort level with it will be as the time goes on but yeah but even if it goes down below my cost basis now i'll still still buy in more and then probably sell the proportional amount <laughs> at that time too but you know who I think did make impulse transactions are a lot of people that wanted to have their funds, you know, liquefied before the holiday weekend. And maybe even in anticipation of the inauguration, but I mainly think it's just the four-day weekend. I'm guessing just that, like, when not only is it Friday, or was it Friday, and it was just like, well, actually, no, Friday would, it would usually be an up day for most things but so yeah so you know when a holiday and the socks market is closed i'm guessing oh you're saying because like uh when people come back from the holiday they're all like excited and you know refreshed and ready to go and then stock prices and stuff are higher like not really as a like a real fundamental like reason but kind of as a technical like psychological thing no i'm just thinking people wanted to have you know cash in their pockets or in their, at least, you know, closer to their bank account rather than in the assets while the stock market is closed. Right. So they can have more agency with their money. That's just my speculation. But yeah. Okay. Just, it's like a note I want to keep track of and, you know, see if it proves to be consistent. Well, I made a, I wouldn't say impulse decision, uh, uh, buying more ICLN because I think that's all I do nowadays is just keep buying more <laughs> of it because it's so damn good. <laughs> and it's been down the yeah. last few days, so oh, why God. not? I should have bought some. Damn, I'm behind. I need to catch up. <laughs> I can catch up. I can do that. Oh, just wait till Monday. I get my um PTO paid out on Monday for my last job. Oh, sick. Most of the U.S. brokerages are closed on Monday. It's MLK Day, I think. Yeah, some black dude's birthday. Okay, well then Tuesday. All right, all right, all right. We'll wait till Tuesday. So, gonna probably be throwing a good bit more money in that way. And I'm black, by the way, for anyone who heard that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, looking at ICLN, wow. It did, I'm looking at a max range, but yeah, it. I don't know why it's like why it just grew somewhat out of nowhere, but going closer to the inauguration, I'm, do you guys think it's just like, obviously Biden is more, you know, open to having cleaner energy and everything so maybe do you think the inauguration is you know voting more hype for that and you know getting people in the the sort of the awareness realm or like are there any actual you know sets being taken and you know documents of that that something is happening for it my thoughts are that essentially with who biden is as a person he's not going to change too much of like the politics of private companies and you know public infrastructure and all that too much 
but he is going to push for things like green energy. So something like a private, com- like a private um, company that ICLN. I know it's an ETF, but like um, it's consisting of private companies. They're public companies. Oh, uh, look, I'm still, I'm still on my first cup of coffee. I think you mean private by like by the standard of uh, you know, they're like an actual corporation that owns assets rather yes. than like a publicly owned. Yes, not something like the Postal Service or yeah. Amtrak or something is more what I'm going for. But yeah, more what I'm saying is I think that it's, it's still a private company and I think Biden's not going to want to get rid of that system and I think he is still going to want to support clean energy essentially. So I think it's a good happy medium of the th- something that will do very well under his presidency. What? You're telling me that Biden isn't actually a radical communist that wants to turn all of us into Chinese people? I would be happier if he was a <laughs> radical communist, trust me. <laughs> eh, I mean, I'm not fine with the Chinese part, but the radical communist could be could be an improvement. I don't know. <laughs> I think anything's an improvement after this year, honestly. This last four years. Yeah. The other thing with regard to ICLN and clean energy stocks specifically is that we have something like, what, eight to 12 years before climate change becomes an irreversible problem, right? Like, we're screwed at that point with regards to, like, you know, global temperature increasing and, Mm -hmm. you know, droughts and all that other stuff. So if there ever was a time for ICLN and clean energy to shine and maybe get us out of this mess, now would be the time. I did hear that um, 2020 did tie 2016 for like the hottest year on record um, in recent history. Yeah. I mean, there are already some irreversible things that have happened. I mean, loss of animals and extinctions and stuff like that. We're already past a certain point on the climate. That's just, we need to start going backwards, not keep going up this exponential that we keep going up for some reason. It's like COVID all over again. We just like going up exponentials. (laughs) Humanity loves their exponential curves. (laughs) Oh, that's pretty funny. Including population. It's like Dragon Ball, where instead of of stopping the uh, bad guy while he's powering up, we're just like, yeah, let him him get to full strength, then we'll handle it. (laughs) (laughs) I want to fight you at your most worthy. (laughs) Don't even look my direction if you don't have over 9,000. <laughs> Why did humanity have to be like a anime in the worst possible ways? <laughs> uh, huh. Which ways do you mean? Do you mean like... <laughs> I always re- relate um, things to like, you know, top 10 anime betrayals or top 10, <laughs> you know, disasters. <laughs> Stuff like that, and sometimes they just like apply so perfectly to real life, and it's just it works. It's sad and tragic, but it's just funny. (laughs) (laughs) Does anybody have any stock news? I have a piece of stock news then, and then we can jump to the world news. So, Kathy Wood of Arc Invest fame, our Arc Invest is the uh, is the big hedge fund that um, correctly bought a whole lot of Tesla a bunch of years ago. And made something like a hundred fifty percent profit over the last year, like for each of their funds. So Heike, one of the best current ETF slash funds today, just because they only invest in um, they they only invest in emerging and you know like revolutionary technologies that actually have a chance of changing everything, um, which more often than not you know, beats out the legacy industries. 
Um, so Kathy Wood decided that we would now have a space ETF, ARCX, which, Ooh. yeah. And uh, when that when that goes, well, when that comes out, I am going to buy the shit out of it. Like, it's going to make up at least 5%, maybe even 10% of my portfolio. That'd be, that'd be wild, but ArcG right now, their genomics one makes up 5% of mine presently. Do you have any idea of what they're planning on putting in that? My guess is that Virgin Galactic is going to be in there, and there's this other spec that I'm blanking on. I think it's SRAC that might also be in there, um, and the rest should be satellite or space mining companies. Most of them are, you know, not necessarily commercially viable yet, but if Kathy Wood's thesis is right, which is that if you get in early on stuff that'll change the world, then maybe that's not a problem, you know? Do you know when it goes live? Because it doesn't look like it's up yet. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, I only heard the announcement about it this week. So uh, I, I don't actually know when it'll come up. Okay. Yeah, they probably still have to file it. Yeah, cool. I mean, I'm excited for when that comes to fruition. Yeah, also, it's the coolest, coolest, like, na- like ticker. ArcX, like going from ArcG to ArcX, that's, I don't know. I, I thought that was, like, some cool sci-fi, like, space shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's extreme. Yeah. yeah. I like sci-fi myself, and seeing the, like, the SpaceX, um, you know, trip to the space station, I don't remember exactly when it was. I think it was summer last year. That was kind of, like, exciting and rejuvenating that, you know, some some companies are getting back into the, the, the space race, so to speak. Yeah. You know, it's like bringing back the the, the inspired scientist in, in me, I guess, in the cosmos, basically. Yeah, and I think there's still, like, is it still SpaceX that, that's the one trying to make trips to Mars, or is it another it's company? It's SpaceX. They're not public yet, though. Well, yeah, it, but they seem like they're doing a lot of, uh, making a lot of good and things that are, like, um, you know, changes that are reliable to their... They're spaceships, basically, so that they can, you know, consistently and efficiently um, make those trips. Yeah, keep doing them repeatedly. Actually make them affordable commercial flights. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. I like the idea of one of them that said they were, when the spaceship um, is launched, you know, usually there's parts that detach, and they were saying that they could make the part that detaches to fall back to Earth in a controlled manner so that it like falls into the ocean and then they can retrieve it and then reuse it possibly right i think that's just like an awesome thing to do to know limit the amount of satellite waste that's in the atmosphere especially believe it or not there's a shit ton of that oh yeah there's tons (laughs) it's just so much you could probably make um you know the trash islands on the like oceans you could probably make trash islands on space yeah space yeah well, have you guys seen um, Futurama? Uh, have not. Not any specific episode you're trying to reference, but... Uh, there's an episode where they had previously launched a giant spaceship of trash into the sky or something, like a long time ago. <laughs> um, Maybe, yeah. The, the solution they have is to build another uh, spaceship of trash and go and shoot it out of the sky with that one or something. I don't remember exactly how it worked. Yeah. Um, but yeah, they did that in that show, uh, which I think is kind of funny that we're talking about it again now, because it is not necessarily a terrible idea. 
that would, <laughs> wouldn't it just cause more more debris? I'm, I don't know. I, I don't know. This was a cartoon, dude. My thought is for that to be a solution, you would need like a laser that can make it so hot that it just like melts and then you'd like push it somewhere else. I don't know. What if we took all the trash and put it somewhere else? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like on the moon. New Jersey. Ha. Huh. Okay. All right. Yeah, we'll just dump New Jersey <laughs> into the sea. I'm down. Yeah. I mean, what else are we going to do with it? <laughs> that might happen on its own. Like, that might happen to Boston, too. Like, all the coastal cities, really. <laughs> Don't remind me. I'll just run up to the mountains if that happens. You really want to live in the mountains? It'd mean it's better than being flooded. <laughs> just grow some gills and be a Atlantic sea person. Dude, goals. By Atlantic, I mean of Atlantis, <laughs> if that's the correct word. I don't know. <laughs> I mean, technically, this is the Pacific Ocean. Technically, I don't even live on the ocean, actually. Yep. Yeah, I don't know what Seattle's like that much. Yeah, it's similar to Boston in that way. Anyways, um, what was the news you had? Um, it's not really news news, but it's just like follow-up news with like, you know, the situation from January 6th, like the uprisings in the Capitol, that the sort of update or follow-up is just like there's now a lot of military presence being sent there. Uh, National Guard and uh, SEAL, the, what is it? Not, na- not SEALs. Um, the Navy? Not no, not the navy. It's another. Marines. I don't fucking know. No, the the one that's specifically for the. Oh, the National Guard, Secret Service. Not just the National Guard, but Secret Service. But the hmm, maybe maybe I'm thinking of National Guard redundantly. But yeah, but yeah, there's like one article said there was like over fifteen thousand troops, but then there's like words that it's like double that now. So it's just like it's gonna be a whole freaking city of troops, basically. It's National Guard, up to 25,000 as of 18 hours ago. Yeah, okay. Christ. Yeah, so they're just going to be everywhere there. And I saw a picture of just, like, National Guard, like, chilling out in the Capitol. Kind of, like, just, like, laying on the ground, you know, just being at the ready. You know, some people are walking around, you know, surveilling, but for, like, like, a lot of them, you know, there's not as much to do, so they're probably just, like, you know, sitting around and just, like, waiting for any orders just waiting for some crazy people yeah yeah basically being ready for anything i mean i think it's good to for them to, for like them to be precautious like that because like the inauguration is going to be on wednesday the 20th and yeah who knows what sort of uh protests or um radicalness might be there so i mean Okay, so as of last week, like, I, I'd spent some time, like, watching some news, you know, just to follow up. And I'm gonna, I'm gonna go out on a limb and say I think I was wrong about last week. See, I had, I had the whole thing about, hey, maybe we should show, like, a tiny bit of empathy for, like, poor people that fall for this kind of stuff. In hindsight, I don't really think that's wrong, because even if you're poor slash you know, in a struggling community, that still really doesn't give you the right to march into the capital and up and uh, try to upend democracy for everybody else. So yeah, Chris, I think yeah, I think I owe you an apology on that one. <laughs> I, I, don't, I mean, I don't think you're necessarily wrong, but I do think that you know, regardless, people shouldn't be doing that. I understand they have mental health issues or whatever. But it doesn't excuse your actions. That's another factor on, like, 
on top of the, I guess, the wage gap, I guess. I was going to touch on that when you're done. Ah, well, go ahead. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah. I was going to say, like, um, yeah, tomorrow you, you never have to apologize for being considerate. You know, it's always a good thing. But, yeah, um, what you said was absolutely true. Like, you, regardless of, like, the mindset, you just don't need to try and upend the thing that's kind of, like, keeping you here being democracy and your own freedoms. With the mental health issues, I also learned that recently off of, I guess, another article where it kind of, like, showcased that some of the people that the that the FBI caught um, that were, like, they had, I don't know if they were testifying or just had their words recorded, but, oh, yeah, like, saying to judges, basically, um, that they, one dude was saying, like, he was put here for a reason, or put on earth for a reason to, I don't know, to do something important or holy, um, yeah, well. and that he was here to, like, not, it wasn't, like, get to heaven, it was, like, get to, basically, something about being a savior or an angel or something, like, something of that nature. Oh. Yeah, yeah, savior yeah. complex. He's the second coming of Jesus Christ. <laughs> is that what you're saying? <laughs> he, he wasn't. He didn't. He didn't believe himself to be that highly. But he he thought he he believed he had that that um, divine purpose, basically. Yeah, well, self importance is not a uniquely American trait, but it is certainly on display here more so than other places. It's definitely in your face. Yeah. <laughs> um, that kind of that was very off putting when I read it. Because, like, sometimes I'll, I'll wonder if they're just using that as, like, a way to get lesser punishment. But then it, then I'm also thinking, yeah, they could all they could definitely believe that. <laughs> and it's, and it's like, it kind of sucks. It Like, if you, like, think about it somewhat more holistically, it really sucks to have, to have people be able to just, like, succumb to sorts of beliefs where it's detrimental their own, to their own mental health or their own well-being you know and then it also ends up affecting others in the like the larger parts of society so i just feel like it's if there was like an obvious solution obviously we would work towards it more you know efficiently with more effort but i just wish there was like uh something like that an obvious solution um to make sure like no one gets left behind basically um so to speak. Yeah, I mean, it would be nice if we could have better systems to support people who are struggling with these things. Um, but I mean, realistically, with our current healthcare, welfare, and just in general, our public health systems are just lacking way too much to possibly ever help these people out of where they are. It's a thing of they'd have to do something, like the, the government would have to step in and do something significant to actually make a difference versus half efforts at this point. Yeah, the only other thing, just to wrap it up, is that those people also have to want to help themselves. So it's just like they could make it, you know, impossibly difficult to help themselves just to, yeah, wrap that up. Well, I was going to say, speaking of half efforts, Biden unveiled his stimulus package. Haha, <laughs> <laughs> got him. Oh, um, right. I haven't heard the details on this yet. Do you? Is that the 1600 one? All right. Yeah, I, I did. Okay, so uh, I've got a CNN article up. Let's Let's go through it. You mean the fake news article? Yes, the fake news article. That's the one. God damn it, Tamora. You need better sources. <laughs> okay. All right. So, you guys remember how Biden had promised $2,000 stimulus checks? 
well, we're getting $1,400 stimulus checks because the $600 ones that that we passed earlier uh, were part of the 2000 that he promised, even though that's not what he said in the first place. I mean, shocker. And I mean, I'm going to be real here. You realize how popular Biden could be if he gave everybody the 2000 rather than the 1400 right? Like, imagine having literally boosting your own favorability ratings by sending everybody a check with your name signed on it. Like, that's... Yo. I'm not gonna be... I'm not gonna lie here. That's super easy way to, like, knock out the, the midterm elections. Like, no joke. Yeah, just bribe the American people. <laughs> sure, yeah. <laughs> you also have to think about it like this. If he gave $2,000, then he'd actually be giving more money than Trump ever did, because Trump gave us his grand total of 1800 whereas technically Biden would only be giving us 1400 Okay. What do you think and... about it like that? I mean, why do I care about which guy gave us more money? Because politics is a dick measuring contest here. And if that makes Biden feel better about himself, then he should fucking do it and give us $2,000 is what I'm saying. So are you saying that Biden has a small dick? By not giving us $2,000, yes. Because his package was 1400 bucks, but um, there we go. There's the punchline. Okay. I got you. I think it's not not um him believing that he has a bigger dick. I think it's him trying to demonstrate to the people that he has a bigger dick. I mean, let's be real. We know he probably does, but well, you're the I expert. Mean, you, you, but you think he's just biding his time to show us? Yeah. Uh. For now. <laughs> <laughs> um. What else was? Do you know what else was in the stimulus package? Yeah. Uh, that was that was only the first one. Second one is yep. enhanced unemployment aid. Uh, the jobless boost would jump up to 400 bucks instead of 300 Good. Like that. Okay, next one's rental assistance and, and, and another eviction moratorium. Thank God. Let's see. $25 billion in rental assistance for low and moderate income households. $5 billion for uh, struggling rent- renters to pay their utilities. And then $5, billions to, $5 billion to help states and localities uh, assist those who are at risk of homelessness. The plan would expend the ex- the eviction moratorium to September 30th and allow people with federally guaranteed mortgages, that's a that's a key point there, um, to apply for for forbearance until September 30th as well. He'd also increase the food stamp benefits by 15% all the way through September. That's that's help for the hungry. And then uh, child care and child tax credits also get a bit of a boost. Um, there's a there's uh, the plan. Um, attempts to make a $25 billion emergency fund and add $15 billion to an existing grant pro- program to help child care providers, well, such as family child care homes, um, to pay for rent, utilities, payroll, etc. And it expands, expands a child care tax credit for one year um, so families can get back as much as half their spending on child care for kids under 13, which is good for, you know, new families or growing families i guess and then there's also a uh let's see temporary increase in increase of tax credits so the maximum earned income tax credit goes up to 1500 and it increases the income limit for that credit up to 21000 so it doesn't really apply to any of us but like for people that are really struggling 
That's huge. And also it subsidizes... Oh, wow, this is a long bill. Okay, um... Yeah, welcome to politics. <laughs> yeah, it subsidizes health health insurance premiums um, through September. So uh, enrollees don't have to pay more than 8.5% of their income for coverage. And apparently the Republicans are suing that. So color me completely unsurprised. Um... Let's see. It feels so weird to be excited about all these little things because we just haven't had enough support the last nine, yeah. ten months of this pandemic. No, even longer than that now. Like, uh, It's been a year. It's it's almost been a year. Let's see. We get paid sick and family leave benefits back um, until September 30th. Uh, people who are sick or quarantining or caring for a child whose school is closed will receive 14 weeks of paid leave. There's also another new grant program for small business owners separate from the PPP, uh, which I believe is $15 billion. Let's see what else. There's also some aid for states and schools, more support for vaccines and testing, and a $15 an hour hourly minimum wage. That's everything. Thanks, CNN. Damn. I pretty much copy-pasted that. Wait, you said $15 hourly minimum wage for the federal? No, it's a minimum. Yeah. Federal minimum wage? That's yep. nuts. Yeah. I'm not complaining. I mean, I think we need it. So would that apply to... That wouldn't apply to all states, would it? Because the states could override it in some way? So, or? I actually know the answer to this. Uh, no. Uh, states can have a full lower state minimum wage, but they have to abide by the federal minimum wage regardless is my understanding of it. So it just applies across the board then? Essentially, yeah. I'm 90% sure on this claim, but I can't guarantee it. I don't think there is any way that they could say like, oh, it's a state-run business, not a federally-run business. Like, it's only in this state. Therefore, we can charge the lower state minimum wage. I don't think that's a thing you can do legally. But I can't guarantee that. Is there like a timeline for when that's supposed to be in full effect because like i figured some businesses would have like a like a transition period that's a good question because i know um a lot of states usually go kind of slow with their slowly changing over you know going i know massachusetts for example did this where they went 11 and then 12 and then 13 and 14 and so on and so forth um as they slowly increase that was also like obama's plan i think like he was saying it would increase a dollar every year until yeah. it was all the way up to 15 but it kind of stopped at like 13 <laughs> well what i think might happen honestly is that it didn't end up going well with that because i think you know republicans pushed back and everything on it and you know yeah. how that goes so he might just be trying to just flat out 15 that's it we're doing that now uh because it went so poorly for the last time well yeah i'm kind of interested and excited to see what <laughs> that's gonna be like yeah working at just yeah seeing happier uh mcdonald's employees well i mean not a, not anything bad on mcdonald's employees but you know better life for everyone i mean they yeah. work customer service so happy is a relative term <laughs> <laughs> you know what text big tech stuff happened this week uh do you have something well just generally um <laughs> yeah the last week was or the week that just passed was uh, CES, so right. lots of tech announcements and new devices. Um, I don't know. There was nothing that stuck out to me yeah. at CES, really. I didn't even know CES um, was last week. Yeah. 
<laughs> yeah. I didn't do a full round of like all the companies, but I got like the most prominent highlights. Um, so both AMD and NVIDIA uh, like unveiled their like um, laptop technology, basically. Um, new lines of laptops with, um, for NVIDIA side, the 30 series mobile versions of their um, graphics cards and AMD with their mobile versions, I guess. Um, I didn't track them exactly, but I kn- yeah, it's more or less the same. Um, and um, specifically from my interest, just like I keep track of LG's um, OLED TVs. Um, so I know they have a new, somewhat new lineup or really just new version and of some of their different lines. And it doesn't seem like that big of a changes to me but mainly just like with some brightness and some of the software on those TVs. Um, and yeah, oh, there's, they actually made a new rollable phone, like something, they unveiled the prototype or their first version of it, basically. And yeah, that looked pretty nice to me. And that's that's probably one of the technologies I'll be keeping track of more, more so than the foldables. So I don't know um, about you guys here, but I just see us every time I look at the news as of late, it's just been more and more boring as time has gone on. Like there's just not been anything exciting other than, I mean, TV news um, and then, you know, generic like breaking edge technology that's not actually affecting us, which for a consumer electronics show just feels very, I don't know, out of touch almost. Like, this doesn't feel like a show for consumers anymore, really. It seems like this is just, look at the fancy new TVs and look at this fancy new technology yeah. you can't have yet. Um, yeah. I mean, there's some cool stuff, for sure, looking into the news on it. But it's just nothing seems to stick out to me, really. I believe that's because we're, like, a lot of the companies are hitting plateaus with the frontiers of their um, innovations. Just because, like, these are like getting more and more complex because a lot of so you know some frontiers are on ai some frontiers are on like you know pixel technology with covid just to double down on that plateau there's like even without that it's just like we're hitting a plateau but i feel like once we get over this hump i don't know how long it would take but it'll start to accelerate again in terms of, like, what they can build on top of these, like, foundational technologies. Yeah, I get that. Um, Because I guess we're kind of in, like, a lull for groundbreaking technology right now, in a way. Yeah, because they're still working on, like, driving cars and um, better TV screens. And um, they're still working on, they've been working on foldable phones for a while now. Yeah, and I mean, that's fair. I also think a lot of companies are moving away from using a platform like CES to launch major products. Just because it's more successful to have your own big event. Tesla. It's Tesla yeah. and Apple. That's They, they looked at <laughs> Tesla and Apple and said, Hey, if Elon can break uh, the window of his own car on stage and still have Tesla's stock shoot up, <laughs> why can't we? <laughs> exactly. I mean, you see Samsung doesn't... like They released their next Galaxy S2 million or whatever they're on now. They have their own private events for that. I don't know when they are or who goes to them, but they have them. Yeah, I don't either. And I have a Samsung. So. <laughs> <laughs> I 
like Google has events and stuff now too. It's just no one releases anything at these big shows really of note. It's all smaller things really because the fact of the matter is they don't get enough attention at these big shows like this. Yeah. Yeah. Even Asus is doing their own thing on YouTube now um, with like not not only their computer stuff but with their new products too. Yeah. So you're absolutely right. So I had found one bit of news. I don't know if this is technically CES news or not. Um, I posted it in the topics chat for us. But have either of you heard of Razer's project? Yes. Uh, yep. Hazel. <laughs> this I love looks that so thing. cool. Uh, so it's a. I, I'd wear that even after the pandemic. That shit is awesome. No, I haven't heard of that. Oh, you mean like a bodysuit or a face mask? Oh yeah, I've heard of this. Yeah, it's a. Yeah, but it has RGB, Andrew. Oh my god. This was on a tech cookie news <laughs> show. Yeah. And they were making fun of it. it. It's it's okay. I can't decide how I feel about it yet. I love it. I, I fully understand that I'm being like a sci-fi fanboy trash, <laughs> but I love it and I will not apologize for my love of that. <laughs> okay. That's just the Bane mask. I can't decide how I feel about it. It, it doesn't do, like, the full extent of, like, ventilation, like... It should. It doesn't do any sort of purifying, but it does, like, you know, the... Oh, N95, sort of ventilation yeah. Or the, the filtering. That's basically it. But I'd have to see it. I'd have to see it again. Yeah. My big thing is, how comfortable is that? Like, you know, it has, like, a freaking speaker on it and stuff. I mean, that feels like it'd be heavy and daunting to wear. Compared <laughs> to, like, people already compare about, complain about wearing a oh, thin piece of cloth. Speakers don't have to be that heavy. They're actually pretty light, yeah. Well, no, but you have to have batteries and That's, you know, electronic yeah. circuits and something to power the you know RGBs. And I mean, this is plastic and stuff, which is heavier. All of these little tiny details, when they're supported by your ears, add up a lot. So I, I don't know. I'm slightly concerned about that. Maybe some of it's supported by your face. Like, there could be some suction, maybe? Yeah, I guess that's possible. I mean, it does look like it has a lot of, like, f structural support around the face. But I mean, it looks really fucking cool. I, I won't deny that. I think it looks cool. <laughs> um, and I like the voice amplification thing because people can never fucking hear me. Even if I'm screaming. Yeah, I always get muffled. Or really the worst, and this isn't against anyone who has, you know, foreign accents. I understand why you do and stuff. I'm not, you know, being rude about it. I'm not trying to be at least. Um, but people with foreign accents, especially if they're wearing like an N95, God, it can be impossible to hear them sometimes. You know, it's just a struggle that we are living with now. Yeah, so looking at it again, um, some of the support comes from the nose and, you know, the parts the space between your nose and your ears and technically part of your chin if that rests on it the bottom part yeah but yeah it, it should be like somewhat spread out but yeah most of it will be on your like nose and ears yeah this is either going to end up being a complete overly engineered flop of technology or something completely revolutionary somewhat yeah i could i could see that if if they keep um iterating it and making it better and cooler um, I could see that being like a common practice thing for people to wear when they're sick. Because I already, so if you look at like Japan, people already have done that before COVID to just wear face masks, um, even when they're not sick, honestly. But it was just like common culture there. Yeah. I I've often wondered what part, what percentage of the US would move that direction when someone's feeling sick or whatever. Because I feel like there are certain people who would want that. I would love to do that. I don't mind wearing a face mask to work um, at all. 
it doesn't bother me that much anymore. I'm very used to it. Like, I don't think that'd be a big deal. But I know a lot of people who would have a very large issue with it because they fucking hate wearing their mask. So I feel like there's almost going to be another cultural divide. It's just like another thing for people. And I'm wondering how much of it could be like office policies and stuff are affected by it, if that makes sense. Yeah, it would be on a case-by-case basis. But yeah, I could see this being like a downtown street where the Razor Hazel, just because of the LED vibe to it. Yeah, it looks fucking cool. You could even wear that at like concerts if you can breathe enough. Yeah, it looks very, almost cyberpunk, I want to say, you know? Yeah, but I would want more LEDs around the the borders. Yeah. Like where it rests on your nose and whatnot, but yeah. I'm wondering if the the lower amount of LEDs is caused by lack of power, because I'm guessing this thing has a short battery life. It doesn't mention battery life anywhere that I see. Um, Anything else from CES? Not that I can think of. Um, There's a newer version of, like, a uh, handheld computer is a... Oh, there's actually multiple. I'm seeing one by Alienware, but the one I've known before was the GPD Win, where it's just like a, you know, a decently somewhat powerful computer, but in a handheld device, you know, think of like a Switch form factor. But yeah, they're good for like light gaming. Yeah, I've never understood the desire for some of those smaller computer things like that, but I guess, you know, if people enjoy them and they sell, sure, why not? <laughs> gaming on the go, like... You play PC games the same way you could, like, on the Switch. Oh, Alienware Concept UFO, right? So, is that what it, the Concept UFO? Is that it? Let me see if that's the name. I haven't seen the Yep, that's it. That's yeah. It. That's my first time seeing it, so... I, I'm pretty sure, like, in the future, once it's possible, like, console version of PCs will be more popular. They'll probably literally just replace the consoles, so yeah. Oh, this is literally a knockoff Switch. Everybody's doing it Oh, now. yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like it literally looks like a switch. Yeah. <laughs> and that's what's kind of appealing to it. Didn't Razer try to do it with phones? Kind of, yeah. Mobile gaming's not as fun to me. No. The Switch does it well, that's about it. Yeah. And that's because it's Nintendo. Like it was literally yeah. made for Nintendo's Yeah. That could be their slogan. I still miss the three DS series. Cool. Are you guys ready to move on to your stock of the week? Yep, yep. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> okay. Um there's office equipment that's boring okay there's not that many yeah we'll pick between the printer companies is what we'll do (laughs) (laughs) i have um i have one what about software as a service it's not bad there's many of them just to name a few um salesforce zoom okta microsoft uh adobe docusign okay so we can just think about them yeah just to name a few service now uh it's another name that people might recognize slack Oracle, Cloudflare, any file sharing things like OneDrive, I guess. OneDrive would be Microsoft. Yeah, and Google Drive, and then there's one called Box. Yep, Box is also popular. ADP. Hey, Box popped up now. I can't specifically list by that, but I'll have to brainstorm which one I think is the best. If you Google SAS stocks. Yeah, SAS. SAS. Um, I think I got one. All right. I, cool. I think Go I ahead. Know which one I'm. Okay. Uh, Adobe interesting i disagree with you let me let me see what you have to say though okay i mean adobe's part of most like the entertainment and design kind of SaaS software right in the past they might have run you know their cs6 which wouldn't have been software as a service but now that they've transitioned to the cloud and you know done all their online you know file saving storage and all that stuff as well i think that 
not not even in the future now even um they have such a big part in you know movie making in like you know the design of any given poster or brochure or any like you know corporate media or and not even just corporate media you know hobbyist media and any other indie design kind of you know gig ends up paying their dues to adobe in the end anyway yeah i don't think they're going anywhere anytime soon and as more and more people get a chance to try adobe's product and you know how well interconnected all the different pieces are like after effects and premiere and all that and uh i don't remember what the what the audio one is the more they'll realize oh we might as well just use adobe for everything that's why they're they're the best in my opinion so i disagree with you here for two main reasons okay let's get into it number one their pricing is freaking ridiculous thirty dollars a month for creative cloud and that's if you pay annually fifty dollars otherwise i believe is the pricing it is for the big baller uh so that's number one it's ridiculously expensive and there are way cheaper apps apps such as um affinity which is a one-time purchase uh, I don't remember how much it costs, but Affinity Photo, let's see. Cannot find the price off the top of my head, uh, off of an initial Google, but it is significantly cheaper and has more features than Adobe. The big thing Adobe has left going for it is legacy stuff. So there's certain tools and stuff that only Adobe has access to because they're, you know, their IP, their private assets or whatever. But I think enough young people and enough people who are getting into this technology are not going with Adobe just because it has that high paywall and everything and there's cheaper tools that do majority of the work. I feel like it's moving away from Adobe going forward and Adobe is on a down spiral right now. Second reason being they still have not released support for um, the new M1 MacBooks, which the majority of Adobe users use MacBooks, and unless they do that soon, they are losing huge shares of customers to apps like Affinity, who already have adopted support for the M1 chips. I just think they're 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 clinging onto their legacy customers and just praying that that keeps them all afloat for too long. I think they need to innovate. I think they need to lower their pricing structure. They're just kind of milking their customers at this point yeah they are yeah i i don't disagree with any of that i think adobe right now is very much the intel of graphic design slash any design software it remains to be seen if adobe does you know put in the effort and starts catching back up to you know have m1 support you know um lowers their prices to stay competitive etc but, I mean, the other thing in Adobe's defense is that I hadn't heard of Affinity beforehand, and I used to use Adobe a lot. So, mm-hmm. name recognition is super powerful, for, especially when it comes to corporate. I don't think it's going anywhere. You are correct there. So, I, I don't think you're necessarily wrong so much as I just think, I, I think it's dead, um, okay. but it might not necessarily Fair-ish. be dead. Different, sure. yeah. Different point of view on it, more so. Um, I'm not saying you're necessarily wrong. In terms of my pick, I'm kind of flip-flopping between a few choices here. I have mine ready. Go ahead, then. If you still want to decide. Yeah. Okay. All right. Um, So my choice is Twilio. And this is a company that, or a SaaS company that um, 
they basically make SDKs and APIs for to be like a robust sort of platform for other companies to make to utilize to make their own um, basically commun- utilize different communication channels for not only their marketing but also the customer service and operations. Now I'm looking at their at their API reference. Uh, what they do web mobile. Well, they do all, all different platforms. Yeah. You can text people. Yeah. You can send voice calls. Video. Yeah. That's wild. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You can work with it to develop interactive voice responses on phone calls, um, intelligent chatbots, and the, as the most you know interesting to me um, use cases. But from my, I guess, experience and awareness, um, I've noticed that a lot of you know startup companies are utilizing Twilio as like you know in their infrastructure for building out these communication communications for their own um, purposes and their own um, their own businesses and I'm thinking that with how popular it is among startups and even like some more even more well-established companies that you know the more um, successful that the business that use them are then the more you know, clout and, you know, garnered reputation they'll get and they'll keep, uh, you know, growing that sort of, you know, positive reputation and be able to gain more revenue. And, I mean, I'm already surprised um, with just looking at their um, their stock history. Um, I didn't know it was as big as it was. Uh, and it seems to be... It seems to me that they grew mostly in 2020. Um, although it was de- it was a, actually a decent size even before. It was just around... It tripled. Say before 2020. Yeah, before 2020, it was sitting... Its max was 148. Um, and it was going down too. Like entering 2020 and then... It just blew up. It was... So yeah, it was around 125 before the April crash. Then it crashed down to say like $90 which isn't that much of a crash honestly <laughs> and then it just blows up like you said and that's probably because of the you know the quarantine most obviously because you know people aren't going out as much so you gotta be able to communicate people with in the most efficient ways and with this being so robust and also being able to handle um, the scaling factor of businesses growing and having a higher volume of these uh, communication instances, then, yeah, they should be doing pretty grand for this current co- um, quarantine situation. And it seems like they're still growing pretty strong. So nice. they got good jumps. Twilio's at 388, by the way. Yeah. Just because I didn't mention it before. Um. So for my pick, um, have you guys heard of Okta? O-K-T-A. Yes. Yes, I have. Cool, that's what I figured. My boomer friends keep uh, pushing it. I don't know if it's good or not. What do you think? <laughs> um, so it's basically um, two-step verification for like work stuff um, is the basic way to put it. Um, if you're you know, using a VPN for work or something, you get a push sent to your phone. You click the you know, thing on your phone and it logs you in. Um, pretty simple at the end of the day um, what it does. But the, I guess the reason why I think it's good is it's something that a lot of companies haven't really thought too much about yet. I feel like with work from home, um, you know, 
they haven't thought much about like their security and stuff. But going forward, a lot of people are going to want to keep working from home, going to want to, you know, um, keep, you know, being remote. But with that comes a certain security risk and software like this that automates, you know, the verification of a remote device is going to be popular going forward. So I think it's a it's a good bet in that it's something that's needed and hasn't really been thought of by a lot of companies yet. And it's only gone up about uh, 250% since the beginning of the pandemic, which I know is still a lot. Only. Um, <laughs> yes. Well, that's from like the, the smallest dip to the highest peak. Right. So that's extreme, obviously. Okay. But more so, I think... It still isn't done growing, I think. It still has more room to grow. There are more companies that are yet to adopt it. And once a company adopts it, it's not something they're likely to get rid of because of the added security benefits. I mean, if you're committing to having this higher security for your system, you're going to keep it for a while. So it's not something that people will get rid of anytime soon, I think. It's very similar to like Microsoft Office in that way, but a lot of more companies are picking it up frequently. Yeah, it would... It it's the type of industry to you know definitely be more of a staple in the the businesses that pick it up because yeah. you know you know not many people are just like familiar with how it works or even concerned with how it works. Mm-hmm. So as long as it just works, you know, they they'll have no reason to like switch or you know take it away. So and companies just companies above a lot of other priorities like to keep things consistent for their um like their cultures or their their processes so just keeping things simple and consistent is good for them yeah exactly and and this is something that's good to keep consistent too absolutely cool um let's just check really quick what the last week's stocks of the week (laughs) prices went to i'm ready to lose yeah um can you search up um tm yes what was it what was it at Uh, 153.21 I'll search up KNDI and Timor switches up FSR. Yep. All right. All so right, all right. <laughs> I went down from 153 to uh, 148.41, so I lost $5. What's the percentage change? I'm going to do that. Is it not readily available? Uh, I have to do the math. I guess, uh, let me, yeah, uh, 5% down, or no, 3.18%. Okay, mine... Damn, <laughs> mine. Uh, so there it was at eight fifty nine. Now it's at seven eighty eight. Oh, I see what you mean. I have to do it now too. Yeah, yeah. It takes a second. <laughs> uh, yeah. Tim Moore, what's your numbers, and then you can do the calculation. Let's see. January eighth was fifteen twenty four. Uh, now it's fifteen oh seven, and that uh, I believe is some tiny percentage loss, like down. Not great. Uh, yeah, lost. Yeah, I lost one point two percent, roughly. Oh, one point two percent. Damn. Okay, so you're winning so far. One point two percent down. <laughs> I think I lost one point oh nine percent. Okay. Wait, no, I don't know how that. Fuck. <laughs> what was the price before? What's the price now? Before it was eight fifty nine. No, it's definitely it's not one point nine percent. Eight fifty nine. Now it's, it's what? A lot bigger. No. 8.59, now it's um, 7.88. It's a big... Oh, you lost up. 9%. Yeah. There we go. Sweet. Okay, so Tamor won 
Like him and wow. Sucka and Andrew lost. I did not see that coming, guys. Mm-hmm. I usually have yeah. the, the most volatile stock here, so... I mean, you're just the one who lost the least. Yeah. I've been holding this shit for The week was rough, apparently. The yeah, smallest probably. loser. Mine had a big drop just on... When was that? It's on fr- Thursday to Friday, I guess. Uh, yeah. But mainly it just went down for that whole week. <laughs> when Fisker takes on Tesla and wins, I'll have the last laugh. Is what mm-hmm. I tell myself <laughs> to make myself feel better about holding the stock for like a year and not seeing anything. <laughs> okay. Yeah. All right. All right. Maybe that maybe that can go to show our like first look judgments, uh, the quality of them. But we'll see over time. And yeah, I'm actually excited to see what where our current stocks go in the next week. So look forward to that. And thank you all for listening. Yeah, thank you for listening. Um, remember to check the Discord link and the Reddit link in the description. Thank you for watching the Magnitude Podcast. I hope you've enjoyed a good run of banter about you know, stock, tech, and anything politics related, and really anything we want to talk about. Um, Leave us a comment down below. Tell us what you think. And also let us know any other topics you'd like us to discuss. Uh, Just keep in mind we're not stock or financial professionals, but um, we'll give it a go. And yeah, have a great one.